Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. We pop on out to the KDOS hotline joined by Matt Brooks, writer and digital content with The Nuggets. Matt, appreciate the time with Bob and Kayla today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you both for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. But we have to start with the guy who's at the center of it all for the Nuggets. That's Nikola Jokic. Uh, He's nearly averaging a triple-double, 24.8 points per game, 11.9 rebounds per game, 9.8 assists per game. He isn't asked to score as much because of the healthier cast around him. But what has been most impressive about his game this season? Is there anything he took to a different level? Just his efficiency. Um, You know, he is like just – I think he's – setting the Nuggets two-point percentage record right now that should hold in the final three games. Um, he's just been incredible from the post, uh, leading the league in terms of volume um, efficiency, I guess. Um, so he's really just taken everything that he already does and just make it even better and, and become a more efficient scorer. Um, and then just the counting stats as well have been really good. But I think efficiency is the first thing that comes to mind for me. You know, Malone, after the game against the uh, the loss earlier this week against the Rock- the Rockets, uh, none too happy and questioned, uh, I guess, their toughness and so forth. You know, coaches have all kinds of motives. What do you think his motive was uh, for publicly speaking out after that loss? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good loss, uh, we can be honest. Um, so I think the big thing is, like, you know, at this point the Nuggets have clinched uh, the number one seed with the Grizzlies losing. Um, you know, whether the last because they, they've lost three of their last four, whether that is just a byproduct of them sort of waiting to clinch and, and waiting to mathematically get that type of, a, I guess, uh, number one seed, or if it's just like they're waiting for the season to wind down so they can get to the playoffs. Either way, I think you want to come in strong and play the best basketball you can coming into the playoffs. The Nuggets realistically haven't done that a ton. So I think that's kind of what that was, is just like, hey, let's re-energize the group and make sure we're coming in you know, uh, fully clicking on all cylinders. I want to go back to Jokic for just a second here. Uh, you know, he's going for three MVPs in a row. It kind of seems like he had this whole thing locked up. Then there came a bit of a slump in February, uh, not maybe necessarily for him, but just for the team losing some games. Now there has been a bit of an injury with Jokic here and the emergence of Joel Embiid. So where does Jokic stand on? Does he care about winning his third MVP in a row? Is this something of high importance to him? Uh, I think the whole team is kind of in the same boat in that they have bigger goals of winning a championship. So I think that especially applies to Jokic. Um, you know, I think some have surmised that he almost just wants the MVP voting to be done um, just because it has taken over the season so much. I mean, I feel like it's all we've heard about for the last month, even with the playoff, you know, the playoff implications winding down. The West is a mess. It changes every two hours, it feels like. Um, so I think in a way it, I, that's kind of where he and the team are at They're It's not of the utmost importance. Um, and, and, you know, I think even with the award itself, we know a lot of times, especially when it's this tight recency is a big thing that comes into play. You know, Embiid's coming off a huge performance against Boston. So, um, I think all these things are going to line up and, and work out for everybody. 52 and 27, uh, kind of staggering a little bit here lately. How would you describe the Nuggets' season to date? Uh, I mean, really impressive season in that, you know, they have continuity. Um, they've gotten some really nice stuff from uh, from Michael Porter Jr. here in this last month. 
Um, Jamal Murray had had really, really nice moments, really good games. I think you look at the Golden State game this last week, um, you know, really took that matchup with Steph Curry personally, as he does, as he's uh, done in the past. And I think the biggest thing in the last month is that we've seen some of their younger guys, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, um, get a little bit of playing time and show what they can do. So, you know, even with the team kind of yeah, maybe, I don't want to say limping into the playoffs, but not playing their best basketball, um, they have had a couple of things work out for them and that they're seeing different guys that they can throw out there and different, you know, I guess lineups that they can throw um, that will help them a lot against the different teams and challenges that come in the postseason. Conversation with Matt Brooks, writer and digital content with the Nuggets right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, Jamal Murray, he's a key piece to this Nuggets team now that he is healthy, going on 64, 65 games played. How has the offense changed for the Nuggets with Jamal Murray back and healthy? Uh, I mean, it just changes in that they have another guy that can create, well, really their best player at creating shots off the dribble. Um, you know, whether that's from three-point range, they'll run sets to get him going to some of his preferred spots from there. He's a guy that can get made from mid-range. He can post up as a guard, which is really, really cool. I know for Phoenix uh, fans, they get to see what that is like regularly with Devin Booker and what that can add to an offense. So, you know, just adding different things to what you already do is a big thing. And him looking like himself, especially with the way he's performed in the playoffs in the past, He's a big riser in the postseason. That's all good stuff for Denver. Aaron Gordon, uh, University of Arizona product, and they traded for him uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, what, what's he brought to the Nuggets? Uh, you know, has he contributed maybe more to the Nuggets than they thought, or is this kind of what they expected? You know, I mean, I think what they wanted was a guy that was going to fit in next to Jokic as a cutter, um, a guy that's going to handle those really tough defensive assignments. So, you know, you can name whoever, uh, Durant, uh, Kawhi, uh, really any of those, like, forwards that are of that superstar caliber. That's what he's there to do is guard those guys. And then he'll do other things, too. He'll get out in transition. He's a high flyer, obviously. So that gives you something if you're using him as a screener, um, if you're just using him as a cutter, as I said. So he's just filled in the gaps really nicely for them and fits next to the guys in the starting lineup really well. Um, you know, and, and he just finds gaps, essentially. Matt Brooks, writer and digital content with the Nuggets here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, for the Nuggets here, who do you consider to be an X factor for this team in order for them to have some success coming up here in the playoffs? Ooh, good question. Um, boy, that's a good one. I, I, I'm always going to say Bruce Brown, who has played really well for, um, you know, multiple teams in the past, in the postseason. Uh, he was really, really good for Brooklyn. What was that last year? Um, in that Celtics series. Um, so that's the, that's the guy that definitely comes to mind. And then the two rookies that I've mentioned, uh, you know, Peyton Watson and Christian Brown, if they can find, you know, some minutes, I think those guys can make a big impact for them. And then Porter Jr. is the last guy. He's really taken a small leap here in the last month of the season. Um, he's doing a little bit more off the dribble. Um, they're starting to use him in different ways. They're, they're posting him up against smaller players. So, He's, he's maybe the, the third guy for me that comes to mind, at least among the starters, that could really be that X factor and, and take the Nuggets ceiling a little bit higher. Speaking of Porter Jr., obviously he's had the back issues since high school, college days. Is that still kind of a you know, iffy proposition? Or he's, made, he's played 61 games, so iffy proposition is probably a wrong phrase for me, but is, is that still something 
that it lingers on because, you know, back injuries are a little different than a lot of other things. No, I mean, I think especially recently you've seen how good he looks physically. The big thing that stands out for me is just the way he's crashed the glass. He had a couple of huge rebounds against Golden State last week. Um, and you just see he's got a little bit more vertical pop. Um, he's playing much more physically in terms of how he's boxing out. And that, that stuff to me is where it's, I, I just feel like that suggests that he's really feeling good about himself physically. Um, yeah, I mean, back injuries are fickle, so it's something you always have to be mindful of. But he's now a year and a half removed, I think, from his last procedure. And athletically, he looks about as good as he's looked. When it comes to the playoffs, the Nuggets have bowed out in earlier rounds than maybe anticipated and certainly wanted for for Nuggets players and fans. So what makes this year's team different and poised to have some more success? Uh, Continuity and then just, you know, the the core simply getting older. Um, And then just all the different role guys that they've added over the years. You know, Contavious Caldwell-Pope this year, Bruce Brown, um, you know, the two rookies I've mentioned. They just have more guys that bring that I guess, defensive intensity, which is really crucial around their big three. Um, So I I think that's the big thing is just balance and continuity are going to be the two things that push this Nuggets team a little bit further. So they clinched uh, the number one uh, seed in the West last night uh, with the Memphis loss. So do we have any idea who might be playing tonight? What's their agenda for the next three games to end the regular season? Uh, very TBD, but it looks like they put uh, all of their starting lineup is questionable. Very similar to last time the Suns and the Nuggets played. Um, I guess Aaron Gordon played last time, but he's listed as questionable this time around. So my guess is I don't know. I, I would probably lean towards they don't play any of their starters just to not tip their hands um, against the Suns, who right now they'd be slated to play against in the second round, assuming both teams get past the first round. So I, I think for this game, I would not be shocked if we mostly see you know, uh, Denver's bench kind of get heavy minutes. Then from there, who knows? I mean, it really comes down to does Malone feel like they need one last tune-up um, just because of how they've kind of finished the season, or are they just completely prioritizing health? You know, Murray has a, a thumb sprain right now. Uh, Jokic is kind of coming back from this calf tightness. I know, um, you know, Aaron Gordon has, has been, you know, a little bit banged up here and there. So uh, these are all kind of things that are going to come into to play and, and and we'll just see if they're going to be risk averse or if they do want to get one last game with all the guys you know together. So only the Kings in the West have a winning record on the road. The Nuggets are below 500 on the road, but 33 and seven at home, and obviously have a great home court advantage. What do you attribute though to some of the issues on the road, or is it more of just a, a Western Conference problem? Uh, I believe definitely availability would be one of them. Um, But the other thing is just like the Nuggets are always historically really good at home, Um, you know, and and that just comes down to like the altitude, for example. Um, And and just having a really good home crowd, I think, helps. But availability has kind of affected, uh, you know, those numbers for sure this year. Matt, we greatly ask about. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. One more, one more quick thing. I want to ask about one more U of A guy, Zeke Naji, who uh, you know last week uh, when they were here playing the Suns had a good game. I know he's had uh, a couple of injury issues himself, but you know, how's he factored in and uh, the progress that he's made in his NBA career? Is that what the Nuggets are expecting? Yeah, I mean, he profiles as a really interesting backup center in that. He offers different things in terms of how they play defensively, so he can switch around the floor a little bit more, um, you know, guard 
you know, lead ball handlers, which is really unique. Obviously, the Nuggets play a little bit more conservative with focus in the lineup versus when you put Zeke in. It just gives you a different look. So the big thing for him will just be staying healthy. Um, you know, the, his three ball has kind of been a little bit of a work in progress. It's looked really good in certain spots. Recently, it's tailed off. So for him, just filling in those that role of being that guy that can switch around and offer different versatility defensively for the Nuggets and then stretch the floor and post up a little bit when needed. I think he's got a really good shot to earn, you know, a, a role on this Nuggets team long-term. He's young, 22 years old. So there's a lot of upside with him for sure. Matt, one more before we let you go here. Who would be a matchup the Nuggets would want to avoid now that they are the one seed and there's still some potential uh, things on the horizon for those play-in uh, teams? I promise I'm not placating here because I'm on Phoenix radio. I, the Suns have been just amazing with Durant and the lineup. Um, I wrote about this today. They are, with, when he's on the floor, Durant's on the floor, um, they have an offensive rating that would be the best of all time. Um, their defense also improves significantly without Durant. It's basically the same as the 17th ranked defense in the league. With him on the floor, it goes up to the best defensive rating we've seen in three years. So, they're just a buzzsaw. Um, there's not a lot of tape on the Suns right now. They've really only been together for seven games with KD, which also makes them kind of hard to game plan for. So I think that matchup comes to mind. And then I, the Warriors, just because of the way they can stretch defenses and, and put teams in awkward positions, I just see those two teams as kind of one and two. But that Suns team is killer. Um, they're, they're definitely going to be an interesting matchup. And right now, as I said, they'd be slated to play against Denver in the second round. Matt, greatly appreciate it. We'll do this again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Once again, he is Matt Brooks, writer and digital content there with the Denver Nuggets.